Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30 a.m., 8.45 a.m., 11 a.m., and 5 p.m., with Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. I also invite you to connect with the chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. We pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. This is my son, the beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. I speak to you in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I went to a karaoke bar a couple of weeks ago. Now you're paying attention. <laughs> it was Saturday night of annual council in Tupelo. And Saturdays at annual council are, are long and arduous and can be compared to watching paint dry. So we had heard all of the various and sundry reports from different officers and areas in the diocese. We had held numerous diocesan elections, and we had heard and discussed all of the resolutions that day. And so after a long Saturday, I went to Woody's in Tupelo with some friends who were also at annual council. And we enjoyed ourselves. In this karaoke bar, there were some people who could legitimately sing. Because when it comes to karaoke, we are all really good singers, right? But there were some who could really sing very well. They could sing very well, and they were singing really fun songs. So we, we had a good time being there, me and my friends. And so as I was waiting my turn to sing Friends in Low Places by Garth Brooks... <laughs> I was thinking to myself how music seems to be the one thing that unites us. Music seems to be one of the very few things that brings us together. Because at Woody's there were people from all different walks of life, different skin colors, and nobody cared who voted for who in 2016 or who's going to vote for who in 2020 later this year. We're all hanging out, enjoying ourselves, living in the moment, just being there. And so I thought to myself, it is good to be here. It is good for us to be here. Because I think music is a thing that bridges that political divide that we are experiencing so much in our society. So I thought it is good for us to be here. And there are other times, there are other places and instances and people that I'm with that cause me to think that it is good for us to be here. 
And one of those instances is often like right now, on a Sunday morning when we all come together as the body of Christ, as we all come together as this worshiping, God-loving, God-fearing community here at the Chapel of the Cross, as we come again to be nourished and sustained by the Eucharist, as we come again to hear and ruminate over the Word of God, and to be inspired, and then to go from this place. Often, it is right now that I think it is good for us to be here. Today is the last Sunday after the Epiphany. So every year on this Sunday, we hear once again this powerful, awe-inspiring, mysterious, well-known account of the Transfiguration. We hear it once again on this last Sunday after the Epiphany as we are preparing for our Lenten journey, which begins this week on Ash Wednesday. We know it well. Jesus brings three disciples, Peter, then the brothers of Zebedee, James and John, up a high mountain, which is really more like a tall hill. But nevertheless, he brings them up there, and before their eyes he is transfigured. We are told in our gospel lesson that his face shines like the sun and his clothes become dazzling white. And there appears on either side of Jesus Moses and Elijah, representing the law and the prophets. And Peter takes this all in. Peter beholds this scene before him. His Lord and Savior transfigured before his eyes and on either side, Moses and Elijah. And he says, Lord, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Peter does not want to leave that experience. Peter does not want to go down the mountain. Peter wants to bottle up that experience, box it up, and hold on to it forever. Peter wants to stay on that mountain, that mountain where he has experienced this majestic, awe-inspiring thing, the transfiguration of his Lord. But then Peter's plans are shattered by that voice that breaks through. That voice reminiscent from the baptism that says, This is my son, my beloved, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Listen to him, that voice says. And so Peter's well-laid plans are shattered by fear. And the disciples fall down, trembling with fear. But then Jesus comes and touches each of them and says, Do not be afraid. Get up. Do not be afraid. We often see those words. We often see that phrase throughout the Bible. Do not be afraid. Often it is spoken by angels, by messengers from God. But here it comes from the very voice of God in Jesus Christ. Do not be afraid. Get up. Get up. Just before this account of the transfiguration in Matthew's gospel, Peter confesses Jesus as the Messiah, as God's son. And Jesus answers that by predicting his passion, by telling his disciples, the Son of Man must undergo great suffering at the hands of the elders, the scribes, and the chief priests, and he must be crucified and on the third day rise again. 
Jesus tells his disciples, do not be afraid. Get up. There is more work to be done. Jesus has to go down that mountain to accomplish the task before him. There are people, us, in the valley below that mountain that need, that need Jesus and his disciples to come down. Jesus is about to undergo his passion, and he cannot do that if he stays on that mountain. So he tells his disciples, he tells Peter, get up, let's go, do not be afraid. And Peter likewise has work to do. Peter cannot stay on that mountain because he is supposed to take what he has seen there. He is supposed to take this account of the transfiguration and proclaim it to the world. And that's what he does in his epistle that we read today from 2 Peter. He talks about that voice that broke through the heavens. This is my son, my beloved, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Peter himself is to go undergo great suffering and be killed himself as a martyr. Peter cannot stay on that mountain because there is still work for him. There are still things for him to accomplish, to go out into the world, to tell the world of this account, to tell the world of the resurrection, that there is a Lord who has died for everyone, who loves them, who wants to be in relationship with each and every person. All of us gathered here It is good for us to be here. It is good for us to be in this place. But like Jesus, like those disciples, we have to get up and not be afraid. We have to get up and we have to go from this place. We cannot stay here. The world needs us. Beyond those double doors and those ushers hanging out there in the back, there is a hurting world that needs to know about the love of God that we have experienced here on this holy mountain. We are to take the love of God out into the world and proclaim to all persons, to all people, that there is a God who has become one of us, who has walked our lives, breathed our air, and who wishes to be in relationship with us, loves us unconditionally, pours out His forgiveness and mercy upon us and sustains us each and every week in this place. Go. Get up. Nourished by the bread. Nourished by the wine. Jesus' own blood and Jesus' own body in the Eucharist. Get up and go. Do not be afraid. Amen.